Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We started our programmes this week, Colin, with a verse from Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You went on to explain that either we're in the driving seat of our lives or Jesus is. Yes, you can't have two people in the driving seat. You've got to decide, uh, is Christ in me going to do this or am I going to do this in my own strength? Now, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And you've often heard me say on this program that that is one scripture that most Christians do not believe. But actually, to God, anything we do in our own strength is worth absolutely nothing. It has no eternal consequence or value. But what Christ does in me will bear fruit because what Christ does, for a start, will always work. It will always be successful. And it doesn't matter how weak I am, Christ is so much more powerful. We're not talking about the human Jesus living in us. We're talking about the living, glorified, ascended Christ, the spirit of the victorious Christ who lives in us. So the one who has already overcome sin, already overcome death, already overcome temptation, already overcome sickness, already overcome every need, he is the one that lives in you and lives in me so long as we are born again and have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, to say, uh, as I was explaining yesterday, that the, the secret of faith is not I but Christ. It's not Christ help me. It's not I. There's nothing I can do in my own strength that can compare to what Christ can do in me. So how does this tie up with what Jesus himself said? Well, do you remember he said, if any man would come after me, he must deny himself. He must deny his self-life. He didn't say you must deny chocolates in Lent or you must make some kind of sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. He said you have to deny yourself. What did he mean? Well, you have to deny trying to follow Christ, trying to obey God, trying to be the person he wants you to be in your own strength. You have to let Christ be all that God wants you to be, but for him to be in you doing this. Now, let me explain um, about Righteousness and holiness. Now, those are two words that I think a lot of Christians are a little bit afraid of. But when Paul's writing to the Corinthians, he says this, that Christ is our wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Now, what does he mean? As a believer, not, not just as a preacher, but as a believer, Christ lives in me. I'm going to put this personally, but I want you to understand that it's just as true for you if you're a believer as it is for me. Christ lives in me. Now, if Christ lives in me, the righteous one lives in me. I have his righteousness. Now, there is absolutely no way in which I could create any righteousness of my own or even try to live a righteous life that could in any way compare with the righteousness of Christ. 
So what does it mean to be righteous? It means to be, first of all, put right with God. It means, therefore, to be totally accepted in God's sight. Now, the scriptures are very clear that there's no way in which I can make myself acceptable. There's no way in which I can make myself righteous. That self-righteousness is, is as filthy rags to God. So I'm completely dependent upon Christ to be my righteousness. What does that mean? It means that God accepts me and relates to me through the righteousness of Christ, not through any righteousness of my own. He treats me, therefore, as fully accepted and as someone who has been fully put right with him because Christ is in me, and that is possible because of all he did for me on the cross. So, Paul, when he's writing to the Romans, explains that a new righteousness has now come, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. In other words, we trust Christ to be our righteousness. His righteousness never becomes our righteousness. We can, even though we have the righteous one living in us, we can never be righteous in the way that he is. So what's the point of me trying to create a righteousness of my own when I have the perfect righteousness of Christ within me? Now, when you realize this, it affects the whole way in which you relate to God. You realize that you can be bold in prayer and bold in approaching him in worship. You can do, as the writer to Hebrews says, you can come right before the throne of God, right before his heavenly throne, right into the Holy of Holies, because you are totally acceptable, you are totally made righteous, because God relates to you through the righteousness of Christ, not through any righteousness of your own. So even though I will fail sometimes and unfortunately will sin sometimes, I am still in God's acceptance because I have the righteousness of Christ. And God will forgive me for my weakness. He will forgive me my failure and my sin. But Christ is the strength of my life. He is my righteousness. Now, in the same way, you see, he is my holiness. God's purpose for all his people is to live a holy life. He commanded the people of Israel, be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We read that in Leviticus, but it's repeated in the New Testament. Peter puts it in one of his epistles, that we are to be holy even as God is holy. Now, how can I or you be holy in the same way that God is holy? In our own strength, by trying to be holy. Totally, utterly impossible. And this is what God was proving in the Old Testament through the law. He was giving his commandments, but again and again and again, the people of Israel failed to keep those commandments. They had to understand there was no way in your own strength that you can possibly please God and fulfill his purposes. So God was looking for the time when he would establish a new covenant, a new way of relating to him. And this is, of course, the new covenant that was established with the blood of Jesus. So, we are part of the new covenant, not of the old. And in this new covenant, I don't have to try to get a righteousness of my own, because Christ is my righteousness. I don't have to try to be holy, because Christ is my holiness. So, you see, Paul says, clothe yourself with Christ. 
I want you to imagine yourself with a, like a great big cloak around you. And that cloak represents Christ. He is your righteousness. He is your holiness. He is your life. He is your victory. He is your peace. He is your joy. He is everything. And when God looks upon you, he, he doesn't see the weakness of your own humanity. He sees the cloak. He sees Christ. He sees the one in whom you live and who lives in you. So the climax of the revelation of truth that Jesus was giving to his disciples was when he spoke at the Last Supper and said, Abide in me and I in you. That means go on continuously living in me and I go on continuously living in you. This is the secret of the life of faith. If I try to believe, I will fail. If I try to obey, I will often fail. If I try to be the person Christ wants me to be, I will fail. If I try to be righteous in everything I do, I will fail. If I try to be holy in everything I do, I will fail. Now, it sounds, it sounds completely the wrong thing to say that I've got to give up trying but actually, that is the substance of faith, because I can't try and trust at the same time. I've got to decide, am I going to try to do things in my own strength, or am I going to trust in the Christ who lives in me? Am I going to trust him so that his life and his righteousness and his holiness and his power come through in my life? I can't strive and strain and struggle to be what God wants me to be and trust. It's not a question of, Lord, help me, because that still places me at the center, whereas Christ has got to be at the center. So it sounds like entirely the wrong thing to say, but I've got to say, not I, but Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Not my life, but his life. Not my life, but his life in me. Not my life, but his life through me. And that life is Christ himself. It's not a blessing from Christ. It's not just an anointing from Christ. It's Christ himself. Christ lives in you if you are a believer, if you are born again, have received the Holy Spirit, just as Christ lives in me. So the more I stop trying to do things in my own strength and trust him, the more often his life will come through, his righteousness, his love, his grace, his power, because he lives in me. The same principle is true for you and for every Christian on the face of the earth. If you try to do things in your own strength, that's all you can do. And it's no use saying, Lord, help me, because that's not what he wants to do. What he wants is for you to give way to him and say, not I, Lord, but Christ. I'm living in you and you're living in me. So live out your life in me and through me for your glory. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 